film that they used for the Olympics, and then they tore the top off of it to make it like a soccer. Yeah. Because if you don't tear the if you don't tear the top off of it, you can't have. Real we're we're doing a live overarching oh, yeah. podcast to talk about sports and in light soccer, of recent like, news. Good soccer so. is played on real grass. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody but Americans play on grass. Yeah. Either way. And the, 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 the main mic's going to be just background, and we're going to be on this. Uh, so is, is the game, are we is there, are we starting the match yet? Or? So David, you have to start, start up. All right, welcome to... Overarching Podcast. Yeah, this is a very special edition in light of recent news. We're doing a, uh, a sports-only and watching sports with David overarching podcast. We are watching the Croatia-France game. And I get to talk about sports for the first time ever. Yes, yes. So, uh, David, who are you rooting for? Uh, to the public, I'm rooting for France because one of my best friends uh, lives in Paris, and I, I really, really, really just <laughs> I want to make her happy publicly, but on the inside... In reality, I want Croatia to win because France has already won the World Cup before. Nice, nice. Um, but also, in addition to in addition to World Cup, we're we're recording this because breaking news. Breaking news. My least favorite person in the history of the world is no longer going to cause me any stress. Is that hyperbole, David? I think that's hyperbole. I don't think it is hyperbole. You should know by now. I know, I know. But no, we both woke up this morning to like the news. Bastille Day was a good day in St. Louis. Bastille Day was a great day. Vive le roi. Um, I will say, what's, what's, uh, oh, it's kickoff. Uh, we're recording this via a, uh, what was it, a late recording of the World Cup. So we're watching this an hour and 15 minutes after it's already begun. So if you want to follow along on your uh, DVR, we are 14, 15, 16 seconds into the match. Uh, so you can go and synchronize your World Cup viewing with our commentary on, on well, we were just going to say the ouster of Mike Matheny from the Cardinals. Mike Matheny was fired and everything's fine now with the world. <laughs> everything's fine now. Everything's fine. Also, our friends are giving us weird looks at all times, so if I just want to paint a picture of this scene of our setting. Croatia is currently wearing their checkerboard jerseys. Uh, France is currently wearing their all blues. Uh, Stu Holden is commentating, which I sure is going to be crap. Um, and a bunch of French words will be said accidentally, probably. So, but let's let's for a second here talk about your immediate thoughts this morning of Mike Matheny being fired. I mean, I was just I was happy for you, David, and happy for the city. That, that means so much. But well, and that's like the first thing because like you you speak so passionately about this, and you've been calling it for probably two years, saying he needs to go. First of all, I've never wanted him here, so I've been saying since seven years ago. Since eleven, really? really? He shouldn't have been hired. It should have been Terry Francona, and you know it. Oh, well, I don't know that because I don't know all these things. Um, I know that as a lifetime St. Louisan. Uh, that when Matheny was announced, uh, there was a lot of excitement around it because we love Matheny because he was a great, like, I remember him from my childhood as a catcher for the team and seeing him play. But you also know the the theory of if you're a great player, you're a horrible manager, right? Uh, now I do. I didn't know that before, but that makes... Uh, a or if you're a really, really bad player, you're a great manager. Exhibit A, Tony La Russa. Yeah, well, he was, I guess that makes... An awful hard. catcher. Okay, gotcha. There you go. There you go. Which many people are, are saying, oh, Molina should be a manager of the Cardinals for sure. I, people keep saying that. Like, well, one, though, all the people were like, the, the people who post like, Molina for manager. It's like, 
dude, he's still got a lot of good playing in him. Like, don't don't take him off the team. He's making he's making plays. He's got two years left um, to play. He's going to retire with the Cardinals, 38, most likely. I bet that's going to happen. Anyways, uh, I will say, though, Mike Schilt, who is now our interim manager, who was our third base coach slash bench coach for a while, he's now our bench coach. Uh, and now that Matheny's fired, he's our new interim manager. And um, our, our friend our friend who shall not be named because of personal purposes is handing us right crispy treats. And they look delicious. Uh, they're also called unicorn uh Rice Krispies. Oh, in the box! And France hits it out of bounds. Um, I will say there is much rejoicing in the city of St. Louis because for the past two years, maybe even three, uh, the city itself has been calling for his firing. Well, thank you so much, friend who shall not be named. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, David, in this, in this special edition overarching podcast, which we're recording midday on Sunday, the 15th of July, um, Thanks for that uh, documentation. It is, you know, I'm. We're titling it "Watching Sports with Lemon," um, because I've stated uh, great. I've stated before that I really, as someone who is not fully initiated into sports, who understands the general mechanics of most games and enjoys watching, but doesn't know all the finer details. I love watching with you because you know all the finer details, and you're able to communicate that in a way that really enriches my yeah. viewing experience. Like right now, these guys are playing like butts. Yeah. Which is weird, because it's like you'd think that the first minutes of the this final match would be high energy. Maybe they think they're saving it. I don't know. To be, fa- to be fair, Croatia is playing quite well right now. And and France knew Croatia was going to come out and play hard. Oh, 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 oh. Here's a cross in the box. France, France has it out. Yeah. Um, but, but one thing that is a common, uh, common occurrence in watching sports with David Lemon is he will call things. Sometimes he'll call things... 30 seconds before they happen, or he'll call what the announcer's going to say 10 seconds before the announcer says it. And occasionally, he will call things a little farther out in the future. He will come out with wild uh, predictions. However, well, seemingly wild. France is going to score first. But David has a really good track record because he pays so much attention, because he has so much information. He has a really good track record of making sports predictions. Uh, how many years in a row did you win your fantasy football league? Five. And how many years was your fantasy football league in uh, uh, existence? Five. Yeah. So. Twelve. Yeah. So. Our friend asked. Our friend asked how many people were in our league. It was twelve. What type of people? Men, grown men, who cry because they lost to me. Yeah. Um. So David, on the topic of the Cardinals and Matheny's ouster, along with. Uh, Mueller and uh, um, 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 I read this earlier. Uh, John Mabry. Mabry. Uh, Who is also the worst. Gotcha. And now it's the best because he's not there. Yeah, and which, which as, a, as, a nominal, as a nominal de facto fan, when I saw that announcement, I was glad that it was more than just one person in leadership because I think it really... Saved. You were also noticing, as did I, the quote from our, our also not so... I, I don't have, like, positive feelings towards this person as well right now, John Mosaylock, our GM. What were his exact words? Per, like, what did he say this morning? The more or less exact words, the quote I heard on the radio was, and I have to point out, this is, of course, the only thing you can say in this situation, but coming from him, the head of the organization, and someone who you believe is a problem in the organization, he said, we need a change in leadership. Oh, isn't that just poetic? <laughs> That's So So I, I think it's... Yeah, it's David, I knew you'd kind of find that a little ironic, but you're like, yes, I agree with you, and that change needs to be you. Also, I knew it would be kind of cool because, like, 
uh, he has another last name starting with M. So it'd just be like a everyone, you know, everyone with the last name M, get out of here. That's a great. That's a great idea. It's a, it's a pattern I know. Yes, but then Molina would be gone too. Oh, so. Uh oh, scratch it. Scratch, scratch that. I will say, so Mike Schilt, from what we know and about his managing experience in the minors. He controls a clubhouse quite well. He controls a, a bench quite well. He has the respect of a lot of the players already. Um, as interim, he's going to be just fine. But what is what is needed more is predicting who is going to be the Cardinals manager after the All-Star break because they're most likely going to try to go get somebody now because we are one day, um, one game now, Sunday, before the All-Star break. And... We have off on Monday, and so does everyone. And then the Home Run Derby is on Tuesday. All-Star Games on Wednesday. Another day off on Thursday. Games resume Friday. And I'm almost 100% certain we will find a management position um, filled by the time it rolls around. So David, David I'm, I'm curious about this because, you know, in other organizations, oftentimes when you have an interim person step in, they will often have, all right, interim is going to... Uh, Interim person's going to take over and basically hold on to leadership until the end of, you know, your typical calendar break. But you, you think that they're going to pretty quickly hire somebody new to take over the organization. Yes. So usually you are correct. Usually that person takes over for the rest of the season. But now that it's before the All-Star break and now that the team has some time to recoup itself and really figure some things out, talk about trade deadline material as well. So they're going to reevaluate this entire season. So what's happening right now is they are asking themselves, do we want to tank for the first time in Cardinal, I guess, the past couple decades of Cardinal baseball? Um, and do we want to tank? Tanking for the Cardinals would be a 500 season, which in that's pathetic in Cardinal fans' minds. Um, I will say, though, uh, they're not going to make... They're not going to make any headway this season unless they make a big, big, big trade for a bat, um, for an offensive threat um, by the end of the 31st trade deadline. Um, and that's this month, July 31st. So it's, it's not going to make any sense for the Cardinals to try to fill a management role for the end of this season unless they are going to make a push for the playoffs. Now they are one game over five, like 500 currently, yes. as we speak. And um, at the All-Star break, you can have a really, really strong knowledge of who's going to make the playoffs and who's not. At this point, it's literally a toss-up for the Cardinals. You have no idea. Obviously, no one can predict the future, but it's it's pretty obvious. Unless the Cardinals trade for a bat, they're not going to make the playoffs at all. So you have to trade for a bat, and you have to sign a new manager if you're going to make the playoffs. So either don't sign somebody and just keep Mike Schilt for the uh, the rest of the year or sign somebody, like my prediction, of Joe Girardi. Wait, so who's, that? who's, who's Joe Girardi? Joe Girardi um, was let go uh, from managing the New York Yankees for a decade. The Yankees? The New York And he led them to the 2009 uh, World Series. And they... Uh, basically um, had a lot of respect from these Yankees players and from a team a team that was riddled with players that were just not very talented brought in a lot of 
Um, obviously, their management team above him brought in a lot of talent. He had nothing to do with it, but he managed them really well and got to the point where they're at now. And so, so, so Yankees had this guy managing for a decade. Why they? Why? Why would we want him if they fired him? He's got a World Series under his belt. He's got a championship under, under his belt. Um, he oh, manages. Some would, say, some would say so does Matheny. Yeah, right. No, not even close. Um, it, he got Larus's remnants and leftovers, and, and just he took he took some of the most talented teams in the history of baseball and made them into crap. He turned them into horrible baseball teams. Like I don't even know how. Um, I don't know how you don't win the 2013 World Series. I have no idea how you lose that World Series. Um, so Joe Girardi, um, he's fired by the Yankees. Huge, huge, like one of the biggest, you know, organizations in baseball. One of the most uh, consistently winning and, and just, and they got money. They got money, money, money. This season, they only have the eighth highest payroll in baseball. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Uh, so Joe, so wait, when did they fire Joe Girardi? Also, at the beginning of this season, so, at the end of last season, essentially. Gotcha, gotcha. And so what's, what's other than the fact that he's, I guess, the only, uh, you know, manager on the market, really, you know, if you think about just, like, experience and availability, um, other than that, what's so good about Joe Girardi and why is he the perfect fit for the St. Louis Cardinals? He is the perfect fit because he understands what traditional baseball means to an organization and traditional baseball means to a town like St. Louis. Um, he also has St. Louis ties. Um, and so I, he has a lot of um, respect in this community already. Um, he uh, has made a big impact on the game of baseball. And if you're going to replace um, somebody to manage this team, they have to have baseball tradition running through their veins. So either you go get Joe Girardi or you let Mike Schilt run management for the rest of time or – you make the move that I want to happen. Ooh, is this the move that I is this the move that I want to happen? I think it's the move that everyone wants to happen that doesn't want to sign Joe Girardi. Because if we're talking about because Joe Girardi's the the call for hiring outside of the organization. And Joe is the obvious choice. But if you're gonna hire from within the organization, someone who has a, you know a pedigree with the organization, someone well beloved by St. Louis, um, someone who is one of the few historic recent historical cardinals names that i'm just aware of on a regular like this is like i you know i'm i know about him um is third base coach jose okendo that is absolutely correct and the reason you can point to him being a major impact on this team he was gone for two seasons as our third base coach because of knee issues and family and wanting to be with family in Florida and live with them. We've missed the playoffs for the past two seasons for the first time in such a long time. He was not there. And you can't, you can't draw exact correlations. But people have a massive impact on clubhouse feel and in trust. And that man is beloved by every single player in that clubhouse. Not only that, he... Man, he can he can communicate so well with just a very few words too. And I think this I think this goes across any team situation, whether it's sports, whether it's in a professional setting. Everyone likes to look at numbers and crunch numbers because numbers make people feel safe. Metrics make people feel safe. But so often we completely discount or at least value much lower 
the impact that the intangibles of morale and unity, I mean, it's called teamwork, right? And that's this intangible thing about this whole unit cohesion. And I think that is, it's, you know, it's hard to talk about because it's not easy to quantify, but it has a huge, huge impact on any team situation. And, and especially with the, you know, sort of malaise we've gone through recently, we need something like that. We need that kind of boost. So, I, I think, I mean, I think that's, a, oh, uh, right now Croatia, Croatia has been putting on the pressure all 15 minutes so far this match. They have gotten one shot not on goal. I mean, it's sort over the... I'm saying is, is I feel like every time they get in the zone, the French defenders are jumping in there and taking care of it. It's not up to the goalie. Oh, the French defense is, the French defense is, I'd say top three in the world. It's not even, man, they 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 dominate the mid back. I just thought about uh, it'd be nice if Croatia wins. Obviously, underdog thing. There's also some poetic historical like the the French in Russia situation. Explain. Uh, the whole like. Napoleon's armies got stopped because they went to Russia in the winter and, and froze. And That's fantastic. It's just like a well-known French defeat, like the indefeatable, the indefatigable Napoleonic French army uh, underestimating the French, the Russian winters. And the fact that they're, you know, staging this battle in Russia, uh, I suppose that's a, a good omen for Croatia. That's great. That's good. Good storyline. Um, I will say... Um, for the future of the Cardinals organization. I'm very proud that this day exists. Um, I, I'm really got, I got sick of the season very quickly. I haven't watched and been to any Cardinals games in over a month. You've been, um, you've been off, you've been off a lot of, you've been off uh, too. You haven't been as, as engaged. Also because I'm angry at management over there as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 the way that they're running the organization, no, yes, but no it's also the way that they're the caring. No love lost for the team. None, none it's whatsoever. Hard to get enthusiastic when when you see uh, organizational problems, you see issues there. I I am also I'm also just a little bit concerned about the future of sports in St. Louis right now. The only team doing anything for the positive, like as as of now, the Cardinals are back on track, but the Blues were the only ones that anybody was excited about because of a couple um, couple guys coming in the organization now. Um, uh, just to kind of wrap this things up, because we just wanted to keep it a little a short bit, you know, 15, 20-minute bit. Um, and Killing Mbappe is going in the middle. Uh, he sends it into the 18-yard up. Okay. Um, they're, oh, man, Killing Mbappe, 19-year-old kid for France, by the way. Wow. He's, yeah, 19. He's, he's, he's making making waves. Um, I'm, I'm happy for um, St. Louis. Oh, and France gets a direct kick. Um, into the box from about 25 yards out. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm happy for the Cardinals. I think it's going to be uh, Jose Okendo taking over the organization. Um, I think I, that is my official prediction, and I think they're actually going to do quite well. They are going to miss the playoffs, um, but only because we have such um, – we only have pretty good um, – in-division rivals of the Brewers and the Cubs. And both of them are going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, and I also think somebody from the NL West is going to um, going to make the playoffs on, on top of that. And so we're, we're going to miss out, but barely. 
Um, I'm, it could be, it could be a fun, fun second half if they sign Okendo. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. And and like what you said with your, your oh. No. France scores, baby. Called it. Yeah, you, you did. You did call it. And like I said, you have a track record of, of calling stuff. Uh, do, once again, to wrap it up, you know, you said that you're you're nervous about the state of sports in St. Louis as far as you know, just organizationally and also where it's standing greater culture. And I think that there are there are some people in the community who don't sports are not. Pogba hit it in. Is yes. Pogba offsides? No. Oh, Pogba does. That's an own goal. That's an own goal on Mitsukis. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Quite beautiful. Is that not poetic? Man, man. Uh, but like I was saying, look at it. Oh, look at this. This shot. Currently own goal leading, um, <laughs> leading to currently get the golden boot. Uh, own goal seems to be winning that category to win best player. Has most goals in the tournament so far, from what I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I, I feel like there are people who, who don't feel that their lives are impacted on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis by sports in our town. And so they just, just kind of they say, oh, well, if they're not doing well, oh, well, if we lose a franchise, oh, well, you know, what's the big deal? And they will also point to, like, oh, well, isn't other development more important? Aren't these other economic factors more important? Uh, I say that you, you clearly don't understand the great economic impact that a sports team and a healthy sports team does have. And it's not about this or that. It's about a holistic community. And once again, back to the whole teamwork it, it and morale. Back to the teamwork and morale. There can be an emotional connection with a coach, with the, with the city. And, and, with an, or, and just an emotional connection with the team, with the city, that's a unifying factor for all people within a city. And that intangible civic unity helps propel our whole city um, to progress. It's it's an it's an important factor that helps. It needs to be a holistic vision, and I think that uh, there's not futility in pursuing good sports organizations, good professional sports organizations in our town, and and being a part of that. And they and they give back. I mean, all the you know all the all the you know best paid athletes, many of the best paid athletes um, and the organizations themselves do give back to education and other uh, just commercial developments. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause real yeah. quick because um, Croatia has a direct kick as well and I'm starting to feel like they might score based off tempo. France is going to collapse a little bit here. Um, if Modric, if, if, if Modric, it's 20, it's 2050 right now. Oh, see, he didn't. Man, France didn't get up for it. They had a direct shot in there. France was playing, playing safe. It played way too safe for that. Um, yeah, man, that that should that should be a goal. That should be a goal. Vita should have that in the back of the net every time. He he got he got up a little too late, didn't he? So before we just kind of that's that's true. Before we shut it down to just kind of hang out and watch the game. Any, any final thoughts on just the importance of sports franchises in the town, the importance of... Um, I think this will just have a... I think it, it will say a lot what these ne- this next week really looks like, what the, the state of sports in St. Louis does look like for the next decade, um, it, based on the one individual that they sign for management. And that has a lot 
of impact. It's weird that you say one person has that much of an economic impact on a city. It truly does. You watch if we sign, um, if we sign Joe or Okendo, then I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of positive vibes in the city in the next in next decade. Um, but I will also say if they don't sign one of those two guys and they go off and get somebody else, um, there's going to be lots and lots and lots of hate um, for management, which so, could be positive because then my least favorite person yeah, in the organization, Mosellot, goes away. So also, um, I guess, and maybe this is a either or, like if it's if it's Joe Girardi or Jose or if it's somebody else, what's your just kind of lead it out with a prediction on – the length of Mosellock's tenure from here on out? Um, if we sign Okendo or Girardi, uh, Mosellock will be here for another six years. Um, if we sign... what, retire on good terms? I feel like, yes, he'll retire on good terms or... Uh, no, 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 no. He'll go somewhere else, honestly, because we'll have won a World Series by that point, and after we win a World Series in six years' time, um, he'll, 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 he'll go. Yeah, exactly, he'll go. He'll go away. Um, and if we don't sign one of those two guys, he's gone after this. He's, he's gone after 2019. Gotcha. That's my prediction. All right. Well, all right. Well, I mean, I guess, are we going to do a traditional? Uh, hey, hey. Oh, wait. Uh, Madras just taken a, that's, that's a save. Um, should, we, should we end on a really, really, really awkward note, you guys? Yes or no? We have to take a poll. Yeah, end on an awkward note for the podcast or no? Top of the box, look at Rakitic! Oh! That's a good note to end on. Yeah, let's let's just lead it out as I've been Bradley Rolf. I've I've been me. This whole time. (laughs) Never will I be anything else. Vive le roi! Vive le roi!